You are listening to the Bible 126 podcast. We were mandatory shutdown for about a week after the after the uh, uh, New Year, and then um, we've been uh, working from home uh, for about a month. And then uh, last week we went back to fifty percent, and we're hoping to get back to one hundred percent here in Hong Kong within a couple weeks. Uh, our offices in China are now back back in one hundred percent, going back to work. Um, so, uh, yeah, China appears to be going back to works, which is puzzling, you know, because it's like, okay, you told us this was, you know, the pictures were horrible as this thing came out. Now they're going back to work. And I could see a strategy for China here is that, see, look what we did by shutting down everything, total control over everybody. We saved the day. And now the West needs to do the same thing, shut everything down, and you too will save the day. Well, here are some of the headlines at Infowars.com, Newswars.com, and DrudgeReport.com. Claim 86% of people with virus are walking around undetected. 18 months of social distancing. 18 months now. The end of civilization. It's not just uh, into the, the summer now. It's forever, you see. We all live in our houses, and big tech teaches us the new way of life, and drones deliver us our food. Stranded travelers struggle to get home as borders close. Life in San Francisco screeches to a halt and amid shutdown. It's a ghost town. This is our generation's greatest threat. L.A. releasing inmates. Despite dire warnings, some refuse to give up routines. The Blasio considering shelter-in-place edict. Stay in your homes. Stay in your homes. Martial law. New Yorkers hit favorite restaurants one last time. USA sees highest 24-hour death toll increase. Tempers fray. Casinos want bailout. Hospitals first in nation to only treat coronavirus patients. Psychologist science-based trips for emotional resilience. Banks pressured as clients scramble for cash. Upside-down world of negative rates coming. For the saver, GDP could plunge 10%. Economists warn. Free money gains bipartisan support. Oh, talk about the socialism of the people, but the government merging with companies, fascism. Cash for the people. Stock market could shorten hours, recession or depression. The White House is now talking about Credit Secretary Mnuchin says financial markets will stay open, but could shorten trading hours. And it just goes on. Iran warns virus could still kill millions in Islamic Republic. Puerto Rico under 24-hour isolation. All these governments want to use this for control. Trump bucked it. Joining us now 15 minutes the next hour, well, Jim Hoff's popping in and introduces his twin brother, Joe Hoff, who works and was in Hunan and has been all over the region during this to give us his uh, analysis of this. I know Mike Adams has written an article saying their math is wrong, that this is, uh, you know, that, that the flu is not more deadly. He'll be able to pop in later, but I'm more interested in talking to uh, Joe Hoff about what he's witnessed in Asia, uh, being in Hunan during all this. But first, Jim Hoff, give us your take on all this, then I will introduce your brother next segment. Great, Alex. Good to be with you. Uh, obviously, Joe and I are both uh, big fans of InfoWars, and uh, I'm really pleased to introduce Joe today. Joe is based in Hong Kong. He's a top executive in East Asia. He travels around Asia from Japan to China, Shanghai. Um, and Beijing. He goes to Korea. He goes to Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, New Zealand, where he does 
audits of top companies, um, very uh, uh, detailed audits is what he is in charge of. That is his job. Um, Joe, as you recall, back in the 2016 election, it was Joe Hoff who predicted 20 days out the exact day when Ted Cruz would be eliminated from the uh, primary. And we were 100% right on that. We were 20 days early. And Joe's math actually ended up being only a few delegates off in totals. So this is, this is my brother. He's been helping me at Gateway Pundit for several years. He's been my biggest fan. And uh, Joe also was in uh, uh, Hubei province, where Wuhan is. His wife is from that area. He's been through Wuhan several times. He was in Hubei province this year in January, and he actually believes that his family uh, came under, uh, that they uh, were afflicted by this coronavirus. Um, he also is in Hong Kong. The, the numbers from Hong Kong, you must listen to Joe when he describes the numbers from Hong Kong. And finally, we put up three very important posts. Joe found this today. The source of the 3.4% mortality rate is coming from the WHO Secretary General, that, that guy from Ethiopia. He's the one who first said 3.4% death rate for coronavirus. He has the world in a global panic because he misrepresented his numbers. Joe will be able to explain this. I, we also put up a post today, I hope your readers check out, and, and listeners and viewers, and that is we, we, we put the corona death numbers today, the, the numbers are increasing, and uh, we respect Mike Adams tremendously, he's a friend of ours, and we will see in the next few weeks um, you know, how severe this, this uh, coronavirus will get, but as of right now, the worst day of coronavirus deaths is below the average flu deaths per day in, in the year. And it's also lower than the average number of AIDS deaths per, per day per year. So uh, we're looking at something that's been contrived at this point. We will see in the coming weeks in respect to Mike Adams, but at this point, we are not seeing anything that should have brought this country to its knees like it has. And I blame all of that like you do and your great reporters like Owen Schroyer and Paul Joseph Watson and all of your your uh, excellent reporters there um, for pointing to the media who has created this crisis. Well, what about, I want to go to your brother next segment and stay with us till then so you can introduce him again, but then he'll be with us a little bit in the next hour. He'll have the floor. We're really fascinated to hear what he has to say. We've been reading what he's had to say at thegatewaypundit.com. What about Tucker Carlson? I really respect him. He, I confirmed right. with Tucker last night that he, he, that he did go, that, that news report, uh, the New York Times is accurate, because I don't usually believe the New York Times, that he did go uh, to Mar-a-Lago and meet Trump uh, weeks and weeks ago and said, listen, you got to at least say there's a problem because they're going to say you didn't respond, and that he was right. instrumental in pushing Trump over the edge. We pushed Trump to right. say, you know, ha have a bigger response so the left wouldn't blame him for, you know, for anything that happened. We could see they were trying to frame the president. As soon as he said, okay, I'll block flights from Europe, they took the bait and said, how dare you, and tried to block it. So I think he's mitigated some right. of that, but I don't want to go too far in this hysteria. Right, I'm right. literally looking at checkpoints being set up. They're not closed the roads yet, but two roads come into town where I'm at in Texas, outside Austin. There are mm -hmm. up to 10 police cars and 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 dump trucks and you know all these other fire trucks and all this stuff and, and mobile uh, command centers, RVs, ready to block the roads. They're out there right now with fire right. department and nurses. So I've got to get off the air here and let Owen take over soon and get my family and get back to Austin because they're going to shut all the cities down. They're not just going to shut interstate down, folks. 
They're getting right. ready and they're waiting for the president's order. I've confirmed this from Connecticut, mm -hmm. California, my law enforcement, military, and legal sources that they're telling them all get ready to shut down not just state borders, ladies and gentlemen, but towns. This is insane. Right. Right. And uh, Bill de Blasio, by the way, will still go to the gym, though. So it's only the little peons who lose their jobs and uh, the middle class and the poor who are going to suffer the most, as it usually is. Um, I agree with Tucker Carlson in the fact that he pushed Trump to take this decisive action. And that is because Trump is in a no-win situation. If he bucked the media, if he, if he confronted the fake news media and said that they're full of crap, which, of course, they always are, then every death would have been blamed on Donald Trump for the next uh, months and months. Donald Trump would go down as a coronavirus uh, president. And so what he did was the right decision. He's doing everything that they hoped he wouldn't do so that they could take him down. Instead, he's looking like a leader right now. And in the next couple days, maybe a week, maybe two, he needs to look at the real numbers and then redecide and make another decision what's best That's for the That's right, country. exactly. He can't get stampeded now. He's, he's doing a great balancing act. He wasn't doing enough earlier. We warned him, and, and now they jumped the gun. Now the Democrats, I'm sure you know, have been celebrating it, hoping it brings down the economy, hoping it kills oh, yeah. the boomers. What a sickening group of anti-human trash. Absolutely. And uh, I can tell you, and I know you're seeing this yourself, Trump has lost zero supporters, zero. No one has left his base uh, because he has done everything that he could to, uh, you know, to, to help the country. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job. It's just a shame that there are all these forces against him. Uh, we call this coup point three, 3.0, coup 3.0, because, of course, this oh, is the first time that the, the deep it's, state it's is trying to take him out. You're right. It's the globalists, the big corporations, to create a wall of hysteria that the president doesn't block them bringing down the economy. It's his fault. So now he's chosen, okay, uh, think of how bad it would be, Jim, in closing. We'll come back with your brother. Think of how Great. bad it would be. But, but, but Hold on. Hold on. I have this one question, then your brother will take over the next few segments. But what would it be like right now, Jim Hoff, you're a smart guy. I want your opinion on this. I respect it. If Hillary would have won, you know they were going to use this playbook regardless. Gatewaypundit.com. Right. I'm with Newswars.com, Infowars.com, and Band.video. Jim Hoff and his brother, who lives over in Hong Kong, are on the other side. You don't want to miss this exclusive information. Tell everyone about the show to break big tech censorship blockade. Spread the links now. We are broadcasting worldwide on this emergency Tuesday, March 17th transmission. Jim Hoft has been absolutely on target threading the needle here. Trump had to respond to the massive hysteria where they would say every death was his fault. As Stalin said, one death is a tragedy, 10,000 is a statistic. And we, we pushed him hard to have a bigger response because it was clearly a big organized synthetic hysteria. How deadly the virus was, we're not sure. But it's gone down from 15% and lands it down to a couple percent. A couple percent still devastating. Joe Hoft is his twin brother, who's an executive in Asia, who was inside Wuhan and other areas during this crisis. But Jim, just in closing, what would have happened if Hillary was in power? We know they've had this disease X ready. They've had the tabletop exercises of Bill and Melinda Gates last year. All the movies coming out right on time, all the Netflix shows about pandemics. We could see their big rollout. It's like a race war rollout yeah. and Russiagate rollout uh, you know, failed. You can see all the programming there. So we know it's synthetic as plastic fruit uh, or as a Zimbabwean note uh, or a Weimar Republic note. But just in closing, if Hillary would have been here, they were still going to play mm -hmm. this card, I think. What would be happening now? And then introduce your brother to us again. Right. Right. Thank you, Alex. Um, if Hillary was in, in charge right now, 
uh, it would be a completely different picture that we'd be looking at. Donald Trump is the only global leader, not just American leader in history, but global leader that had the guts to shut down traffic from China when no one else would. And he got ridiculed for that. And then he shocked us off when he shut down the traffic from Europe. And that became the central base for this disease. So no other leader would have done that. Hillary would have had open borders. You know that we would have had thousands and thousands of people flooding in. And China, they never would have uh, banned the flights from China like Donald Trump did. We'd be looking at a complete disaster if Hillary was president today. And as far as my twin brother goes, I would like to add, Joe travels around the globe. He sits on board meetings. He's a vice president of one of the top 250 um, uh, companies in the world. Uh, we did check. Uh, he, he knows several actuaries who's, uh, who who a lot of insurance companies use to base their numbers for so that they make sure they make number that they make a profit each year. Joe works with these people. And we did check with an actuary this week when we, when we put up our post first, but uh, Joe also was in, in Hubei province. He has uh, some very interesting things to say about China's healthcare. And he also has, uh, you know, firsthand information of what's going on in Hong Kong today. All right. Thank you so much, Jim Hoft of GatewayPundit.com. Let's go to your brother. Uh, sir, thanks for being here. Start wherever you'd like. We really appreciate you coming on. Are you in Hong Kong right now? Uh, yes, I am. It's a little, uh, well, it's almost one o'clock in the morning right now. So we're about uh, 12 hours ahead of you there in, uh, on the East Coast. So it's, yeah, it's well, a thanks pleasure for staying to be here, up Alex. With us, sir. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No. Really happy to be here. It's a real honor. It's great to see Jim too. Every time I see Jim, I smile. So it's uh, it's nice to see Jim here as well. And thanks for the nice introduction, Jim. Um, I guess uh, maybe what uh, triggered uh, this invite, Alex, was the uh, post that we put up yesterday. And uh, you know, Jim and I are uh, real close. We're twin brothers. We're identical twin brothers, and uh, we talk all the time. And Jim started his website years ago, as you know, and uh, has built that into one of the biggest uh, websites uh, in the U.S. and uh, one of the biggest conservative, for sure. Uh, Columbia Journalism Review rated Jim's um, website one of the top four conservative websites in the U.S. during the 2016 election. Infowars was right up there as well, Alex, as you well know. And uh, Harvard did a similar study. I think they might even use the same data. I think the purpose of their studies back then was to uh, point out that uh, there was fake news and this is why Hillary lost. And it was the total opposite, as you know. The fake news was our media. And people broke through that media through websites like InfoWars and the Gateway Pundit. And we, you know, and we, we helped save America. And um, we, we can't uh, thank you enough for all that you've done over the years. And I, and I tell you what, um, one of your greatest strengths is finding some of the uh, greatest talent out there. And Jim and I are great fans of some of the guys uh, that work with you, including uh, Owen and uh, our individual from the UK, Mr. Watson, who, who actually happened to be out here in Hong Kong not long ago. I reached out to him. We weren't able to connect, but uh, really think they're just fantastic guys, too. So anyways, shout out to the uh, InfoWars and all the great work you do. Um, the 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 point of uh, today probably more than anything is to talk about obviously the coronavirus and what a uh, maybe what a scam and a sham it is and I guess as I said to Jim earlier uh, tonight it reminds me more of the Mueller investigation than probably anything else you know this is a sham that put President Trump in a very difficult spot again he's um, he's handling it great 
but it's also built on a bunch of lies. And this is what we pointed out yesterday in a post. Um, the number that's been floating around uh, in the mainstream since, and I, and I tied it today overnight to uh, since early March, came from the uh, WHO, the World Health Organization, and they came up and there was a presentation by the head of the uh, head the the head of the WHO where he said uh, in early March that the uh, coronavirus, the fatality rate on the coronavirus was 3.4 percent. And that shocked everybody and scared the heck out of everybody. And so, um, you know, if you think, every, you know, three or four out of every person living, or, you know, is going to die, that's how I think a lot of people took it. The facts are he was using data based on actual counts at that time. Now, the thing that, the thing that was most disturbing, and we put it up in a follow-up post this morning, um, was that his next sentence, he said, but the flu gets only 0.1% of fatality. And so when he put those two together, obviously the average person is going to compare the flu to the to the coronavirus and assume that this coronavirus is, is at 3.4% where the flu is only 0.1. Now, both those numbers are somewhat accurate in with the data that we have today, but he convoluted them. And I'm glad you're putting the, this, this chart up here because this is this is what uh, we did yesterday, and so in the in the in the far right column, we talk we talk about the seasonal flu in the U.S. and we compare the data that's out there from the CDC to the WHO. And what we can see is what they did, and what this 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 individual did from the WHO is he 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 compared apples to oranges. And so let me explain. According to the CDC, there's about twenty two thousand um, uh, deaths over this past year. Um, let me just stop you real is, quick, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Joe, let me stop you. I know you're in Hong Kong, and so we may have to reconnect with you, uh, or maybe it's my connection where I'm at. I'm also remote. Uh, let me ask the uh, network: is 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 he clear? So his Skype is clear. Okay. Well, let's let's reconnect with him. Uh, we're going to break anyways here in two minutes. Let, let's 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 reconnect with him. This is so critical. He was in Wuhan. He was in that province. He was there. His wife is from that area. Uh, he's an executive at a major Fortune 250 company on the bottom, you know, uh, you know, half of that rung, uh, which is you know, the top half. And he's a smart guy. He's well known. He, I read his articles and reports. And so we really want to hear from him on what he actually witnessed there. There's no doubt they're moving this against Trump. There's no doubt they're hoping it brings down the economy. They're on record. And for me, that's the most incredible thing is. If I went on air, and I don't think this, but if I went on air and said, I hope this destroys America, and there's too many people, I hope it kills a bunch of boomers, my career would be over. It should be. In fact, if you saw me on the street, I'm not usually for violence, but if somebody's calling for everybody to die, they deserve to get punched in the nose, okay? And, but, but that's how insane all of this has gotten. And they're the ones that are the villains. They're the ones that are anti-human. They're the depopulation UN. They're the chi -coms. I don't believe a damn thing comes out of them. But Joe Hoff was there. We're going to come back from break. Please remember, we're listener-supported. We, we have, we can't ship storable food to you now. All the food you order, you'll get. But the food chain's done. They can't get more. It's all, it's devastating. That's behind-the-scenes stuff we'll talk about next hour. Uh, but we have the supplements in stock. You order the turmeric. It's so good for you. You order 
uh, the silver gargle. Uh, you order the uh, super blue toothpaste that has the nano silver in it. The uh, super silver toothpaste sold out, the whitey toothpaste. Uh, you order the X2, the X3. We have it now, and it ships within a day. We're about a day behind. So you order on a Tuesday. We ship it out uh, on a Thursday. We're about a day behind right now. Some days we're shipping out the same day, but we're a little bit behind one day. But we've got it all in stock in our warehouse in Texas, and and, and they're going to have deliveries still rolling during this lockdown. This is to train us to be slaves. But they'll still have deliveries going, at least for now. You want to get your products in your body and, and defending yourself and boosting you and your family's overall redundancy in your cells and your body is so critical and all these products are top of the line and very high quality. You also need water filtration systems. We have the Alexa Pure, highest rated the Pro Pure in our warehouse, in the warehouses, ready to ship you now. Infowarstore.com and it funds the Infowar and keeps us on the air. Take action to protect your family today. Second hour straight ahead. We are back live broadcasting worldwide. Uh, Joe Hoff is a uh, vice president executive at a major corporation in Asia. Uh, it's a global corporation. He's with us. His Skype's having a few problems. And I didn't know that Jim Hoff's still here with us. Uh, he's always hard to get on. So anytime Joe cuts out, we'll go to Jim. Uh, Joe, uh, thanks for the pleasantries, and I appreciate that. And you're absolutely right about they're trying to set the president up. Get into what you actually saw and the numbers and what you saw uh, in Wuhan province, the epicenter of this. The next segment, this is a short segment. Tell us the providence of the virus, where you think it came from and who you think's behind it. Please continue. Okay, well, let me finish with the numbers first then. So what we saw was that what, what's going on is the, the, head, the head of the WHO, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yeah. Sorry, I caught. So the head of the uh, WHO, okay. Yeah, the head of the WHO, he's comparing um, uh, the actual rates um, for the coronavirus so the actual number of people tested and confirmed versus those people that have died to come up with the fatality rate. But when they compare the flu, they're grossing up the number by 36 million people and then, and then estimating the, uh, the fatality rate, and it comes up to 0.1. So the, the difference between the two is the 36 million. And so when you and so it's it's apples to oranges. There's no amount that they're grossing up for the coronavirus. There's no estimate for people that have had this thing that don't know it. Like we know with the flu, you get the flu and you move on, and and uh, sometimes you don't go to the doctor. It's not a major deal. We're finding that's the same thing with the coronavirus. If you see people on TV, et cetera, they're saying I had it, I didn't even know it, and. Um, I'll tell you, so my wife and I and our child, we were up in uh, Wuhan, near Wuhan, uh, in early January as news was coming out about the coronavirus. We came back to Hong Kong after visiting her relatives there for, for a week or so. And um, a, a week or so afterwards, I had a temperature for a couple days, and I had a headache for about a week. And, um, and I took some ibuprofen, and I never went to the doctor for it. And uh, my wife had a problem with a cough for about three or four nights. And I can remember telling her, hey, uh, can you do something for that? And uh, she did, but it just wasn't going away. Finally, that went away. And our son, for two days, had, the, uh, had a temperature of 103. And um, we kept our eye on him. And uh, we didn't want to bring him to the hospital because by this point it was getting people were starting to get worried about this thing. And I didn't want my, you know, young son going, you know, stuck in a in a hospital for a couple of weeks. So we just kept our eye on him, and after a couple of days, it went away. So I think it's highly likely that we had this thing, 
And um, yet it wasn't, you know, it's real serious, obviously. And um, that those individuals like me are, are not being counted in the current number for the coronavirus. So by not doing that, by not counting all these people that got it, that didn't die or that didn't get seriously ill or weren't confirmed, they've grossly overstated the fatality rate for the coronavirus. And that's the point of our article yesterday. And and to put the to put the flu rate with the coronavirus rate in the same sentence is not accurate. It's comparing apples to oranges and that's the point of our piece. Well I think that's a very reasonable there. point. Mike 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 Adams wrote an article, I don't know if you've seen it, saying that your numbers are wrong, but 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 for me, I've always pointed out that even flu's overblown because it's whoever's the very sickest that goes to the hospital. Yeah. Most people never report it and maybe one out of 100. And so that's skewing numbers of a higher flu death rate because only those that are super sick go to the hospital. That's right. And I and I did uh, I did I was made aware of his his article. And I think what he and he and he's he's got some arguments there and I'll give him the you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't agree what he's saying. What he's done is he hasn't he hasn't fully accepted the fact that there's 36 million people that were added to the flu numbers to to make this flu fatality rate 0.1%. Sure, stay there. Let's and talk about that none. and what you witnessed in, sure, what you witnessed in China, what you witnessed in Australia. For me, the big takeaway, it's a one-minute break, so we'll be right back. For me, the big takeaway is, the big variable is, most people never report it, most people never get discovered, most people survive, they're out of the equation, so we only use these smaller groups uh, who, again, are the ones that are the very sickest. Infowars.com, tomorrow's news today. We'll be right back with the Gateway Pundit. Stay with us. Well, really sad days for America, sad days for the world. Our economy now in the jaws of a globalist bioweapon attack. How deadly it is, we're not sure, but we know it spreads fast and kills people. And now the entire corporate media, big tech, the left are calling for gun confiscation. Hell, they are banning the sale of guns in many cities and the transporting of guns. And they are now telling us that it's going to last 18 months. Dire new report forces U.S. and U.K. to change course on strategy. And they say, oh, sorry, now you don't get to leave your house for 18 months. Well, there's not food for three months with society shut down like this. But don't worry. Government and corporate brigades will take control of your farm and your ranch, and they will run it now and get you the food. So this is corporate fascism directed with communism under it, the real globalist structure, just like communist China. So, and believe me, all the Antifa trash, they're not going to be getting jobs in this now. Uh, this is a globalist takeover, and Trump is doing the right thing responding to it, so they can't make him irrelevant in the hysteria wave they've sent in. Jim Hoft is here, gatewaypundit.com. Uh, owner and director, and of course, Joe Hoft is here, his brother who lives in Hong Kong and who's a major executive over there and who was inside Wuhan province when all this was breaking loose and in that area, in that province surrounding it. Uh, so, Joe, describe to us what you saw, what you really witnessed, and what you're really seeing in Asia and what really happened in Hong Kong, what the real numbers are there. Because we're told it's all peaked in China and it's it's move on. Now it's all Trump's fault, America's fault, and we all just got to go bankrupt now, and that's just the way it is because the Democrats love us. So, uh, Joe, and then Jim, pop in any time. Uh, again, twin brothers here. Joe, give us uh, your take on what's really going on and what you witnessed. Well, you know, so when we, which was, which was in early January, 
Uh, there was no signs of the coronavirus per se, but what there were signs of on our trip back, you could already see travel was, was slowing. And um, so we flew back through Shenzhen, which is right across the border to Hong Kong here, and then crossed the border. And already uh, there was a bit of uh, fewer people traveling at that time. Um, what we what happened then uh, around the Chinese New Year, which was uh, January, is China they shut down Hong Kong and basically Hong Kong in the hey, week. Yes, hold on. We're going to go back to you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. From Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, Jim, yeah. so, go ahead. It, it sounds like Joe's, uh, his, his line is breaking up a little bit. I'll fill in and maybe they can reconnect to Joe. But what happened was Joe went back to China or back to Hong Kong. And of course, your, your uh, viewers know that this is right across the bay from mainland China. Shenzhen is right there. And you walk across the hall when you get to customs, you're in China. Or walk across the hall, you're in Hong Kong. What Hong Kong did was they shut their border. And so for the first couple of months, they had 100 cases in Hong Kong, a city of 8 million. A city of 8 million only had about 100 cases and two deaths. So they're trying to make this out like it's the biggest catastrophe since the Black Plague. Um, and they had, and this is a city that is right across the bay from China, and they've had 100 a, a, a cases. Now it's gone up a little bit. I think they have five, seven deaths. I'm not sure exactly. But again, we're talking about a population of 8 million. So Joe is back to work today. Uh, and, and most of China is going back to work. This isn't getting a lot of press. Shanghai, Beijing is back to work. His offices in Shanghai and Beijing are back to work. Joe is at work today. That picture that he showed you that you put up on the screen earlier, that's him at work in Hong Kong today. They have to wear those masks when they go back to work. So his office now, I believe it, it, last week it was 50% staff. This week, I think, again, it's 100% staff. So Hong Kong is going back to work. And, um, but uh, the, the numbers there were just minuscule. You would think if it was right next to, to China, to mainland China, that there would be this huge number of coronavirus deaths, and it never happened. So uh, Jim. a couple of things, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is an amazingly important point because I've seen it in the news, but buried. China says they peaked last week. They said they're going back to work. Everything's fine. Uh, but then the media hardly covers it. And just now they're saying 18 months we can't leave our houses. And the Democrats, any city they control, like San Francisco, they're totally locking it down. They're licking their lips about this, Jim. Right, absolutely. I think Joe might be back. He can tell you more about what's uh, happening. Joe, I mean, uh, China's saying it peaked last week. Is that true? I, I hear you're back to work, even though you border China. Well, yeah, that's right. So we had a uh, um, we were mandatory shutdown for about a week after the after the uh, uh, new year, and then um, we've been uh, working from home uh, for about a month, and then uh, last week we went back to fifty percent. And we're hoping to get back to 100% here in Hong Kong within a couple of weeks. Uh, our offices in China are now back back in 100% uh, going back to work. Um, so, uh, yeah, China appears to be going back to work, which is puzzling, you know, because it's like, okay, you told us this was, you know, the pictures were horrible as this thing came out. Now they're going back to work. 
And I can see a strategy for China here is that, see, look what we did by shutting down everything, total control over everybody, we saved the day. And now the West needs to do the same thing, shut everything down, and you too will save the day. And, and I think that's maybe the point, too, to all this, too. It, with with this craziness and, and with uh, forcing everybody to stay at home, what they do then is if we have no deaths, like the real rates might show that it might even be less than the flu virus, the fatality rates, then they'll say, well, we the reason they're so low is because we saved the day. We kept everybody home and, and locked up. And that's why the rates aren't so bad. But on the other hand, you know, so it, it, they've, they've really um, – put themselves in a pretty good position as far as how to manage things. I guess one thing, Alex, that's going on with China, which I've noticed and been writing about for the last couple of years, is the fact that their economy is in horrible shape. Trump stepped in and he smashed them. And I know I know, I talked to CEO uh, who was talking to CEOs a year ago who were saying the economy was horrible and they were moving their, their um, business to Southeast Asia. I talked to another plant manager who owns, or not owns, but oversees a, uh, an operation in China that has 3,000 in the, in the non-peak time, 9,000 peak time. And he, they are looking down in Southeast Asia as well as they want to expand their operations. And he told me that they couldn't find room in Vietnam now because it's, it's all the Chinese that have moved down there. So they're building a facility in Taiwan. And so what's happened over the last few years is Trump has absolutely done what he's wanted to do, which is get business out of communist China and get it into the, hopefully the more freer states around the world, especially the U.S. Oh, exactly. So, so America wins blessing. this trade war. America wins this trade war. Yeah. And now this comes out of nowhere. Who, who do you think's behind it? I think the timing and the scripting's too perfect, Joe. Oh, I agree. That's what makes yeah, that's what makes me think it's Mueller. It's similar to Mueller. There's there's just too many uh, too many similarities. The media was totally in on this. Um, I think I, you know I've heard somebody say is it the deep state and China that were involved? Very well could be. They certainly are aligned against President Trump. So um, it, it could be. You know, it very well could be. All right, extremely powerful. Um, Joe, I'd like to have you back on. I'll be back in studio tomorrow via sure. phone line because your Skype's been okay, but I think phone line, landline, if you can do it. And I want to thank Jim. Jim, you're okay. a busy guy. You're hard to get on. Anytime you want to come on, Jim Hoff, gatewaypundit.com, and his twin brother. Very uh, important information, very revealing, a key piece of intel. China's basically back to business, but it's all over for us 18 months. America will never exist again. Take force inoculations, turn all our guns in. Uh, and the Democrats run everything. That doesn't sound too good to me. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Alex. Wow. Okay. Mike Adams is coming on. We're giving you all the views here, different perspectives, not a cult. You want answers. You've got questions. Well, so do we. And so we're having a big discussion with people I respect, people I like, who have differing opinions overall. One thing's for sure. The left is jumping on all this to get full control. We'll be right back. On the other side, Infowars.com, tomorrow's news today. Please tell everybody you know, tune into the transmission today, and the power of you spreading the live links from Bandot Video is incredible. Only you can override the big tech censorship. Share Bandot Video at Infowars.com forward slash show, and of course, Newswars.com forward slash show. Stay with us.
Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars sponsor and InfoWarsStore.com has high-quality storable food at the lowest price you're going to find, and they've not raised prices yet. But they're up to five, six, seven, eight weeks for delivery, depending on the item. They're under-promising, over-delivering. But everybody else has been sold out for a month. We told you about the FEMA emergency first. We told you about the cover-up first. Whether this virus is super deadly or not, they're using the crisis that has come with it to take over and have power and control. Trump is not trying to do that. But there's no doubt that everyone I talk to, <coughs> including myself, I'm not trying to cough here on air to like illustrate this. I can't stop. Talk to Tyler Nixon during the break, Roger Stone's lawyer. He hadn't been sick in years. He has pneumonia. He's super sick right now. Flew back from D.C. <coughs> Everybody I know that's flown is super sick. That's what Steve Pachinik said a month ago. He said it's already all over the U.S. That's confirmed now. It's race-specific, though. It mainly kills Asians. Well, that's still a problem. It's still sad. We care about them. But it's the globalist launching this. It's man-made right now. That's why you've got to be concerned. So check that checklist off to get high-quality storable food. The only place you're going to get it at five times less than store cost because they mark it up is InfoWarsStore.com. And if I lied to you and said, oh, it's seven days delivery. We'd have five times the orders, but I won't do it. The truth is that it's about four-week delivery, they told me. They said, don't say that on air because people get mad but most of our stuff's four weeks but some of it's six seven weeks with specialty items so don't tell them that well, you know what i'm gonna tell you but on the corporate contract six to eight weeks infowarsstore.com we've got all the other great items dna force plus x2 boosting your immune system is just as important as having storable foods for economic collapse for war for whatever it lasts 25 years with inflation you buy it it locks in the cost save money that way it's a great investment and it funds the infowar take action infowarsstore.com or triple a two five three three one three nine Real stuff, man. We're talking about the real deal here. And I, and I love Trump all day long. But, man, I tell you, he sits here and lets these big tech people keep running roughshod over him. Everybody, I, I mean, I've got a problem. And we'll just take the Trump rallies over. That said, about two months ago, I came up with a plan that I haven't launched yet. We have a warehouse full of hundreds of thousands of stickers, 20 different stickers. Impeach the Democrats, save the Second Amendment, defend the First Amendment, Infowars.com. And it looks like duct tape, but it's just a regular sticker. You put it over your mouth, you go to a Trump rally, and you instantly take over without even disrupting things. People say, why are you doing this? What's happening? Well, you go, well, we're being censored. And, you know, Trump won't do anything about it. And, and Dr. Pachinik, let me just ask you what you think, because I've not launched this yet. It's brilliant. You've taken the very element that they try to repress you with, that silence, and made it into a weapon. You have the loudest sound of all, silence. And you know what's most disturbing to people? Silence. silence. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can see more podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash Bible 126. Also, there is a feature there where you can sponsor or make a donation to this page. Thank you and stay tuned for more episodes.